Hello and welcome to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Chris Schaefer, and you're about to get the best Google Ads information that I can pack into the next 40 minutes or so. That's my guarantee to you. And if you appreciate that, if you are a regular listener of the show, right here at the top of the hour, I would appreciate feedback or a positive review wherever you're listening or watching whether it's on a podcast app or wherever you can, I appreciate the feedback. This is a very small podcast. As you would know, not too many people care about intimate strategy details of Google Ads, but you have found a great podcast to listen to. So I appreciate any feedback you have, positive rating, so that I continue to grow this, grow this thing on into 2025 because I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And I want that... Con- growth to continue. So, and I have been getting some great comments on YouTube. I've been getting very positive feedback on Spotify, which I have enabled the ability for you to actually leave a comment. And I've gotten some, you know, good feedback about the ongoing series of the principles of Google ads. So I really appreciate that, that, you know, that's good to know. I took a big risk going into such a detailed discussion of such a heavy topic and people are equating it to, you know, a free college credit course in Google ads, which I think is wonderful. So I even got people, you know, emailing me back and saying that they'd like to, they would like to actually see this in a book form, you know, to both hear and read, which I'm not, I'm not completely dismissing that. That could be something could be something. But for now, I'm going to keep it in an audible format. could be completely free. So if you appreciate that, please let me know about it in the best way you can. All right. So today I'm talking about Google Ads principle number eight, and that is quality before volume. But you always know that I'm going to address the people directly in every episode. I'm going to answer questions. You can submit your question at paidsearchpodcast.com, or you can email me directly and submit your question. Paidsearchpodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Send your question in. I will reply and let you know that I got your question, then I'll be answering it if I if I do decide to add it to the, to the list of the episode. And I have two. I have one from Ukraine, and I have one from Florida this week. But before I get into those questions... I want to remind you about Optio, optio.com slash PSP. It is the best Google Ads management software out there, period. It helps you to just stay on top of things. You're listening to this podcast because you need to stay on top of your Google Ads campaigns. It's important to you. It's your job or it's your business on the line. So obviously you need the best tools of the trade to get that done. Optio is what I think is the best tool out there. It is built exclusively for Google ads. It is for Google ads managers to help them attain more and to use their time wisely in Google ads and not to be distracted by all the fancy buttons and switches out there that really draw your attention. There's a lot of distractions in Google ads. And this tool can help you focus on the things that matter. Get more done in Google ads with Optio and They're always improving the tool. One of the things they recently talked about about a month ago was the ability to exclude campaigns in Optio. So you have critical campaigns. You always want Google, or excuse me, Optio to focus on. You can say, okay, exclude all of these. I want to hyper-focus on these. Put all of your recommendation process 
into these campaigns. Don't even report on the other ones. There's an ability to do that now. It's been a highly requested feature. They've added it in. Really great stuff. So get your two-month free trial of this software for free, for free at optio.com slash PSP. Link is in the description. It is O-P-T-E-O dot com slash PSP. That's optio.com slash PSP. Okay, so let's jump in. As I said, we are going international and then coming back domestic again. So let's start with Slava from Ukraine, who says, Hi, Chris. First of all, thanks for your podcast. Lots of useful information and tips. I have an ad group that consists of 20 to 30 keywords. Only 10 to 15 are spending the budget, while the others don't. They even don't. They, they have no impressions or clicks, but they are eligible to get impressions and clicks. In other words, they don't have the low search volume warning on them. And a little more detail on this is that they do have a quality score of seven or higher. Impression share on these, however, is less than 10% or at 10% or less is, 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 is the rule there. And the strategy bidding is max conversions. So here's his question. How should he approach this? Should I pause keywords that do not spin the budget and don't get any action at all? Is it possible that somehow having these increases my ad rank for ad group campaign account overall? Or does it hurt the account to have these? Or should I leave them as they are with no impressions or clicks? All right, Slava, thanks for the question. Good question. I, I pulled this one out of the hat because I feel like a lot of people wonder about non-moving keywords, keywords that don't move the needle. Because that's a question a lot of people have is how many keywords are enough? How many are too many? What's the right number? And this really gets to the heart of the question about how to address you know, this, this problem, how do you know when you've reached oversaturation or undersaturation? It's not really a word undersaturation, but how do you know you've, you've got the right amount? And if your keywords are not getting clicks at all, and you have the budget and they have no search impression share at all, the next thing you need to know before you make any actions is, is it because the budget is the limiting factor? So if you're looking at the search impression share, does the search impression you're lost due to rank say 90% or greater? If search impression share lost due to rank says anything other than 90% or greater, then that means that it's probably a budget issue that you're having. It's not able to spend the money because everything else is eating up the budget. So in that case, if these keywords are important, then you might need to make adjustments to allow these keywords to get some kind of volume. If you're not concerned about them and they're basically repeats and it's not a budget issue and they are bidding high enough or maybe they even have a dash, maybe Google's never even tried them and they're not really important, then I don't think it hurts anything to keep them. I don't think you should pause them. I don't think it really hurts anything to have them in, in there, especially if they're not low quality score. 
if the quality score isn't five or lower, then it's probably fine. Certainly you wouldn't want to keep things that are three, two, or one quality score in there. I, th I think that could be detrimental. But anything that's five or higher is probably fine, even if it gets zero clicks. Now, what if you do want to get traffic? And, and particularly, I like this situation because Slava talks about max conversions. The strategy that he's using is max conversions. So max conversions, you can't, you, you have absolutely no ability to accelerate or decelerate the keywords that are in this campaign. You can't accelerate a ad group. You can't tell Google to spend more, spend less on the bids because there is no bidding system attached to the keywords or the ad groups. It's just everything kind of, everything just kind of goes and there's no up or down pedal to press. So what do you do? Well, if the keywords are critically important, then in that case, I think every keyword deserves a chance to get traffic until it's been proven unvaluable or unqualified until it's been basically eliminated. So I, so beyond the quality score issue, which is what you asked about, you know, should you leave them as they are? You, you were asking originally about ad rank and quality score and things like that. I, I'm not, I'm not concerned about quality score as long as they're not dragging you down. Now, as far as whether you should do something with them, I do think keywords deserve a chance to run because you don't know what you aren't getting. There might be something better about these searches that might do well. And it, and it could be interesting to know what happens. And there's, there's, a, there's a lot of ways you could adjust this. You could turn off other keywords, some of the higher spending keywords that aren't performing as well, or just even if they are performing well, maybe just turn them off and see what the other keywords do. That would give the other keywords an opportunity to actually get traffic. You could set up an experiment where you run a side-by-side -side experiment using the Google Ads experiment feature, and you run a 50-50 test and in one experiment, you don't touch anything. In the other experiment, you turn off all the keywords except for the ones that have zero clicks and zero impressions. Force them to run. What kind of results do you get with those? Maybe they could do something. It'd be interesting to know. Why is Google not pushing them? The automated bid strategy might have a very good reason for it, but my thought is I don't like for things to just sit in the account and just take up space. I, I There could be a winner in there that never gets a chance. I mean, I'm not much of a sports fan, but I can't imagine sports teams that just keep a bench of 200 people and never give them a chance to play. You always keep refreshing, keep changing, keep trying, and there might be something amazing that could happen with these keywords, and it might be something horrible, but you don't know until you try it. You might have a winner sitting on, sitting on the bench. And until you let that thing go and let it try and see what performance you can get out of it, you don't know what you're missing. So I hope that's clear. I, I, I do not think that you need to take action because of some theoretical quality score penalty issue that you could be having. I think you should take action simply because you don't know what you have until you've tried it. You don't know what success might be there. Now, if it's run in the past, if those keywords have gotten traffic in the past, then, you know, 
then maybe be sure and look at that old statistical information that you have, and maybe it has tried it in the past and it's been horrible and it doesn't run those ads anymore because it does not provide conversions. So the algorithm is optimizing for conversions, thus the max conversion strategy. So hopefully that's helpful to you. Next, we jump back over to the U.S. We are talking to Doa, Dua, Dua. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Dua. Dua from Florida. Dua says, Hi, Chris. Our agency stopped using Performance Max campaigns because the conversions weren't good enough. What a, what a perfect sentence there. Just to take a... What a perfect sentence <laughs> to exactly illustrate my thoughts on Performance Max. Let's read it again. Our agency stopped using Performance Max campaigns because... The conversions, okay, what about the conversions? Weren't good enough. What did Dua say? They did not say there weren't enough. They talked about the quality of conversions. Really interesting there. So let's continue on the question. We track leads with a CRM tool to see how they, the the, the conversions from the Performance Max, respond. I was, I was surprised by your last episode about how agencies always push Performance Max campaigns. I think, I think Performance Max is only effective for e-commerce or when using first-party data offline conversion information. What do you think about Performance Max campaigns for lead generation? I, I've remained mysteriously quiet about Performance Max campaigns recently. A former co-host of this show was all for Performance Max, and I I let it ride for a while. You know, just kind of staying quiet and, and and having my my doubts. But I I've drawn a pretty firm conclusion on what I think, and I, I think Doa says exactly how I feel. I think this is a very astute answer. Because I do not find that the quality of the leads are in any way manageable in Google Ads. And this is actually illustrated best by principle number seven. As I talked about just last week, if you remember principle number seven, metrics of success, it talked about how to pair key metrics together to better understand your campaign. So if we take that rule and apply it to performance max lead generation campaigns, in other words, campaigns that generate phone calls, web forms, you know, leads to be able to sell a service. If we apply that, the problem with performance max campaigns, as Doa said, that don't use first-party conversion offline tracking systems, all we have to go by is the number of conversions in the campaign. In other words, you have two campaigns running. One is a standard search campaign, which receives 100 conversions a month. The other campaign is a performance max campaign that that receives 300 conversions a month. Breaking rule number seven, metrics metrics of success, I would assume that the performance max campaign is better because I'm using one metric 
to make that decision. I have broken rule number seven. I must use a pair of metrics to better understand my data. So in no way can I accurately look at a performance max campaign for lead generation and say, this is better. Because inevitably what happens when I do that, when I launch a performance max campaign and do not have information to understand how well the closing rate of those phone calls are, how good the quality of those lead forms are, inevitably I, sh I push volume for that client, but I lose quality. The integrity of my conversions is compromised. And volume is not what I'm providing for my clients. Vo volume is great for, I mean, for cheaters, people that run up conversion metrics by having arbitrary conversion actions like views on page and time on site and things like that. That means nothing. That makes a good report. It makes for a failing account. So a performance max campaign that has 300 conversions, I've found over time leads to a detriment in the quality of the leads. Here's what it sounds like. Let's be practical. Here's what it sounds like. You're running performance max. Your reports show green up arrows everywhere. More conversions, better cost per conversion, better conversion rates. Look, it's amazing. The client says, huh, okay, well, the problem is we've just been getting a lot of spam. We've been getting a lot of unqualified calls, people thinking we're competitors, people like from other areas outside of our targeting area, people that don't seem to even know what it is that we're selling or think we, we do something else. It's just unqualified. It's just a lot of junk. The numbers are great on your report, but there's a disconnect. And that is where I find Performance Max leads to. It is It tends to be a cycle. And Doa, you are exactly right. I do not think that Performance Max for lead generation campaigns should be a pillar that stands on its own. I do think that it might have its place as a supplement. But honestly, I don't put that into practice very much because I, I don't typically like it very much. I, it's not something that I implement as a tool very often. If anything, it's a, it's, it's a supplement to a stronger, better. It is not the pillar that holds up the found... Well, you know, a pillar doesn't hold up a foundation. It's not the pillar that holds up the home itself or, 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 or the, the building itself. My analogy is really falling apart here. It just doesn't work that great by itself. <laughs> okay. Hopefully I got that. I crashed and burned on that, but, but here, here's, here's the thing. E-commerce. Why do I say that e-commerce can work for it? And why does Doa say that e-commerce can work for performance max? Because it doesn't break Rule number seven. Rule number seven, metrics of success, is that you use pairs of data. And why does e-commerce work? Because e-commerce has two sets of data. It has a conversion number, right? That 300 conversion number is good. But the second pair of data, the second set of data that you could look at is conversion value over cost. 
ROAS, ROAS, whatever you want to call it, conversion value over cost is that second number. So I can look at my volume number and see 300 conversions and think, oh, this is amazing for my e-commerce campaign. And my ROAS is also 50% higher as well. So not only are we getting volume, we're getting higher returns or we're getting less returns. That second set of data gives me the ability to look at it and make a a realistic estimation of what's happening in the account because I'm looking at two points. Two points make a line. One point is of no value by itself. And then last, that's why it's important that if you are running Performance Max, you must use some type of CRM tool, some type of outside system, first-party data, as Doe was talking about, to make sure that you're getting quality leads. If you don't have this information, you may very well suffer from quality of leads, and that's absolutely detrimental. Okay, so if those topic, topics have sparked an interest in a question you have, as I said, you can email me directly, paidsearchpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll continue on with the big topic of the day. The topical discussion is continuing in number eight, quality before volume. Number eight, principles of Google Ads. Number eight, quality before volume. And I want to remind you about optio.com slash PSP, who is the sponsor of this episode and episodes dating back hundreds of episodes. They have been a well-established partner of this podcast. I am truly appreciative of what they help to make my time, my investment worth it here. And you know how they judge whether they continue to sponsor this show month after month, year after year. And I'm able to deliver the content that I deliver that does take time and effort. It's from people signing up for the free trial. So that's why I ask that you please go to optio.com slash PSP. Try it out. You're going to like it, but it is free and it does help me. And I appreciate you guys jumping in and helping me help you. So here we are. We have gone through seven principles of Google Ads. I am happy to continue this. As I said before, this is basically my version of an audio book where I'm running through all these different principles and helping you establish a base understanding of what makes Google Ads work. How do you make decisions about things? You know, I, I, in no way can I go through all the settings for everyone out there and say, well, this is the kind of keyword you need. I could never say that because it's always different for everyone. Every industry, B2B, B2C, whether you're e-commerce, lead generation, every situation, what industry you're in, medical or selling t-shirts, every different change will bring about a different decision point about why you need to make that decision. So what I do instead is I lay out principles of Google Ads to help you make those decisions about what you need professionally out of Google Ads, what you need to get out of Google Ads. You can use these as your foundation to make those decisions. So if you 
have not heard all of the previous seven, it does begin on episode 385. I do four in a row or something like that. And, and, and you'll, you'll see they're all tagged in the title very clearly that they are principles of Google ads. The first one is 385, which I recommend you start with strategic relevance. All right. So let's continue quality before volume. What does that mean? Basically it's this idea and I'm going to lay out exactly what this means and how this applies as a principle of Google ads. You never grow your spend until you've reached a new phase of Google ads. That's everything I'm about to say in a nutshell. You never grow your spend until you've reached a new phase of Google ads. Now, again, I'm referencing principle number two, which is phases of success. So if you don't know what that phrase means, you know, you don't know what phase means. Go back and listen to episode 386 phases of success. And it discusses the different phases that everyone goes through. And it's never a point where you reach the end of the phase and you stay there. It is a constantly moving system of moving from phase one, phase two, phase three, oh, back to phase two. Oh, now up to phase four, now dropping back to phase one. It is, you are never stagnant in Google ads. Those phases move whether you're making changes or not. They, they can happen without your interference, good or bad. So I reference phases because I do not believe that anyone should be making volume changes, spend changes, budget changes, money changes until you have reached a new phase in Google ads. So let's discuss that. Let's talk about that. So that means if you're starting a brand new, brand new Google ads campaign, you should not base your spend on how much your advertiser is spending. Okay, this is a question I get all the time. I, I know the, the most common question that I think I've answered on this podcast is about, you know, how much should I spend? What's the right budget if I'm in this industry? If I, if I want to accomplish this, what's the right budget? Well, it's impossible to answer that because you have not proven, you haven't put your feet to the road yet. You haven't even started running yet. The race hasn't even started. How could I possibly tell you what your right pacing is, what, what the right amount of effort you should put into this until I see some type of movement, some type of start? The answer is you should start with whatever risk you're willing to take in that first month. No one can guarantee that you're going to be successful in that first day, week, or month. There's success is never guaranteed in Google ads. So you should start with a risk that you're willing to take in your business. However much, if that's a hundred dollars, if that's a hundred thousand dollars, that is your determination to make. But I'm going to say something, I don't know, maybe controversial. I don't think it is. I think you should spend the least when you start. It doesn't, that doesn't feel like I really reached too far to say that, but I think you should always start with the least amount of money. If you looked at where you were at from the very beginning, of your Google ads account to where you are now, no matter what phase you're in, 
you probably should have started at the least spend. I know way too many stories of people that started extremely heavy and had to decrease that because they realized the return was much less than they expected. So why wouldn't you start slow until you've proved that there's a return? Okay, so that's the first part of this. Quality before volume. So in other words, prove something, start somewhere and prove that there's something before you grow it. Okay, so start with a acceptable risk amount. And don't tell me, I can't, I'm not going to get anywhere with 500 bucks a month. Actually, you will. You can still get clicks. You may not get as many clicks as you would with 5,000. Of course you won't. But you'll still get something. You'll still get traffic. You'll get data. You'll get the ability to make decisions, which then lead to critical changes, improvements in your account, which then allow for better success. And if you stay at $500 for three months, you've got more data. But on the other hand, a guy who starts at five grand in the first month, he gets a ton of data and may only be able to have enough data to make a few critical changes and improvements. And he had to learn that mistake with 5,000 in the hole, as opposed to you who saw that with only $500 in the hole. So quality before volume, spend the least at the start. All right, so your first opportunity to increase your spend should be, not a surprise, when you have established quality of control. I'm going to say that again. When you've established quality of traffic, not quality of control. The first phase is quality of control. Qualified traffic. I said it I said it wrong again. Well, I am not interested in editing this, so I'm just going to start that over. I don't have an editor. So I'm going to say your very first opportunity <laughs> to increase your budget should be when you achieve quality of traffic. There we go. I said it right. Pretend you didn't hear that. Everything I said before. So quality of traffic is when you have the first opportunity to increase your spend. What is that? That's phase one of Google Ads. That means that your traffic quality is good. Your quality of traffic is good. The search terms that you're getting, not the keywords. The search terms you're getting, the clicks you're getting, you might be getting on display. You might be getting on YouTube. You might be getting it from Google.com. Wherever you're getting it from on Google Ads, it should be worth the investment, and you're happy with the quality of traffic that you're getting. First opportunity to raise your raise your budget. So that that means you start slow, and you're like, okay, I, I like everybody who's coming in the door here. I haven't nobody has come to the counter yet to purchase anything. Nobody's called my phone yet. But looking at the metrics that I see in the account. Looking at the data that I have, I can make a determination that I like what I have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open the doors wider. Before I just had it a crack open, I just you know five hundred dollars worth of open door. <laughs> now I'm willing to go to eight hundred dollars. Let's speed this up a bit. Okay, now I'm comfortable with the flow. Right? It's a it, it's a good pacing. I'm I'm willing to take on more risk here because I at least know the quality of traffic is good. So the next opportunity is when you start getting conversions or conversion possibly. There are plenty of accounts out there that they're, they would be thrilled to get one qualified conversion a month. 
I talk to plenty of business to business companies out there that are like, Chris, all I need is one good call a month. I, I close about half of those. And if I can close, you know, six a year, I'm golden. I, you know, I have enough referrals coming in this way or that way. You know, all I need is like one a month, one good one. And that might be enough for you to increase your budget further. Maybe you go from 800 to 1600 now. Maybe you double it. Or maybe you just add another 500 on top of that or 300 on top of that. You increase it a little bit. Or maybe you stay the same. It's not enough volume for you. Plenty of e-commerce companies, lead generation, high volume companies need to have a very slim margin, need to keep a very tight control on their cost per conversion. And one conversion does not cut it. They can't afford a $500 cost per conversion. So they got one. They're getting good quality of traffic. They're willing to still invest in this and keep it going. But one conversion is enough. They're going to keep the budget as is. So that's your second opportunity to increase the spend is once you're receiving a conversion. Quality of traffic is okay. It's improving. It's getting better. You're learning. Now you've got a conversion. Do you want to increase spend? That's a good opportunity to do it. All right, so your third opportunity now is whenever you hit your goal. Everyone has a goal whether you establish it or not. Whether you know it or not, you have a goal. You're hoping that you can get a certain cost per sale, cost per lead, volume of phone calls, something. And you'll know it when you hit it. You'll know that you're happy. You'll, you know... A lot of people may not realize it until it's gone. You might make a whole bunch of changes and realize, you know what? Actually, 16 phone calls a month was really good. I would love to get back there to that volume of calls. So now you've realized after having it and losing it, you realize, okay, actually, that's a good goal to have 16 calls a month. I'm, I, was, I was doing pretty good with that, happy with that. So whether you know it now or learn it later, you have a goal. You have some type of cost per acquisition goal, return on ad spend goal, something. You know when you're there or you know when you missed it. That's your third opportunity to increase spend. When you reach phase three, your third opportunity to increase spend, this is what leads you you cannot do this last change in spend without immediately being sent into phase four. This is what kicks you into phase four. Phase four is, for those that don't, haven't listened to principle number two, it is growth. The growth of your Google Ads campaign over time is what will help you to achieve and stay at number four. You've, you, you have reached acceptable cost per acquisition numbers, acceptable return on ad spend numbers. You've reached those. You're happy with those. Then you increase your spend. You're now growing. CPC maybe is staying the same, but the volume of clicks is going up because you increased your budget and you're still maintaining your goals. You are now in phase four. This is a great place to be. This is the best place to be. You're not only maintaining profits, maintaining goals, but you're growing that. This is the kind of thing that you see dips and increases back and forth, decrease, increase, but over time it trends and it improves. So at times you might need to drop it back down. At times you, you increase it, but you move and flow with this 
idea. So every single phase, whether you're in the first, second, third phase, you must first hit quality. Quality either means quality of traffic, getting conversions, or hitting your CPA ROAS goals. That's what quality stands for. So get your quality first, then volume, then spend, then money. Don't put money before quality. So let me say it this way. All of it boils down to this. Volume comes from budget. Quality comes from keywords. I'm talking strictly search here. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to explain why that phrase volume comes from budget, quality comes from keywords. Why that's so important. Now I'm going to give you an example and you're going to say, "Oh shoot, you're right. I've said that before or I did that." You don't realize how important that phrase is until I tell you this. You think if you spend more something will happen. It's going to push you into the next phase of Google ads. You think if you're in phase two by spending more, you'll somehow be pushed into phase three. That is not what I said. And those of you that are guilty of just saying, well, let's double the budget and see what happens. How many times have you said that? It is the easiest thing to do. And it breaks this rule here. Rule number eight, quality before volume. Volume comes from budget. Quality comes from keywords. You cannot throw money and expect quality to improve. So if you are at a critical time of the year, we just passed through Christmas time, an important time for some people. Now we're moving into the new year, a very important time for other people. That new year, you know, if you're, if you're, in the healthcare industry, it could be critically important. You know, weight loss, health, and things like that can, can really spike. People want to do start new construction jobs, things like that. Now that Christmas is over, boom, suddenly it's New Year. And if you've been having trouble with getting the quality before now, and you think if you double the budget, it's going to somehow magically, money is somehow going to magically somehow convert into quality, you're in, you're in for a disappointment. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. If you want to improve and move from phase two to phase three or phase one to phase two, you must first fix the source of the quality and that is the keywords. You must fix the quality of your traffic. You may think you're in phase three and all I have to do is spend more and I'm gonna get more. I have news for you, ladies and gentlemen, that is not always the case. Here's, an, here's a specific example. I was working with a campaign and it's not my money, so I can't make the final decisions about what's done and what isn't done, but somebody, a client of mine, wanted to double their spend, already spending like, $20,000 a month. And they're like, let's, let's bump this up. Let's, you know, we really need higher volume. Let's bump this up to 40. This particular client happened to be running on a target CPA bidding, automated bidding. 
And when I doubled the budget, hoping that it would maintain quality and just increase volume, I took too big of a leap. I tried to jump too far too fast. I should have known. I should have known. But that doubling of the budget caused the entire bidding strategy to kind of go, oh boy, look, look at all this money. Let's go, boys. And it just opened up those keywords. The keywords somehow became magically more liberal in their matching of search terms. Suddenly the quality of the leads. And sure, I got more volume of conversions, but my quality suffered. I took too big of a leap because I thought I could just shove a bunch of volume into it all at once and maintain quality. It can and does affect the quality when you shove too much volume at once through. So if, if, if you want to achieve higher and higher spins, you must first pay attention to quality because your quality comes before volume. Quality before volume. That is principles of Google ads. Number eight. And if you appreciate this show, be sure and leave a like or subscribe or something. However you're listening, I would greatly appreciate that. And if you'd like to reach out to me, I am available for personal coaching training courses online. Not courses. It's a one-on-one session where you book an hour with me. Let's talk through Google Ads together. You get to talk to me directly. I talk to podcast listeners all the time. And uh, they tell me that, you know, that's the most... That's the best one-hour investment that I've ever had. <laughs> I've had people tell me, I've spent thousands of dollars on courses, and you just provided more quality in an hour than I ever got from any of those courses. And that is a huge compliment. So if you'd like to try it out, you can go to chrisschafer.com and book a time. The link is in the description. Otherwise, I'll be here next week. Hopefully you will too. I'll see you then.